Welcome to the Foresight Church Podcast. Enjoy this week's sermon. For more information about us, go to foresightchurch.co.za. So uh, this is Connie, and uh, please give him a great welcome and a great Foresight clap. Well done, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Connie. Thank you, Is Chris. that going to hold your laptop? That's going to hold. Okay. Can we open in prayer? Father, I want to thank you for this time. Holy Spirit, we want to pray that you'll have your way. God, we can do so much on our own, and we get worn out, we get tired, but God, when we do things in your strength, things happen, and I want to pray for, Holy Spirit, I want to pray for you to take over this meeting. Let it not be about us, let it all be all about you, in Jesus' name, amen. Have you... Um, I used to have a car, and uh, so I'm a, I'm a spear fisherman, and so we often park at dodgy places, and we're in the water for two, three, four hours, so our cars are pretty vulnerable, as are our belongings in the car, so we're always looking for secret places to hide our goods. And um, I sold this car, and when I sold it, the guy that bought it looked under the front seat and he said, oh, cool, you got one of those secret compartments. And I was like, what? And I realized this thing has got a compartment under the driver's seat that I never knew about that can hold a phone, a wallet, and even a small laptop. And I was like, why didn't anyone tell me about this? I did tell him that if there's any money in it, I left it there. Um, so I'm just going to drop this a little bit because otherwise you guys aren't going to see me. There we go. Don't worry, Chris. I've done this before. Just for you, those of you who don't know, this is a laptop. Thanks, Chris. Now, why do I tell you that story? I tell you that story because we have a secret, and unfortunately it's one that the church has been holding on to and hasn't, hasn't really realized is there. It's the secret of the power of God, the power of the Holy Spirit, the dunamis power of the Holy Spirit. In 2, Corinthians, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, if you've got your Bibles, you can open over there. It's in the New Testament. If you don't have a Bible, sit next to a Christian. They should be able to help you. Um, ooh, was that? I'm just kidding. Um, 2, 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1. He says, but understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty for people will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure, rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness, 
but denying its power. I think, sadly, this is a picture of the church today. We, we have an appearance of godliness, but we lack the power that goes behind it. One of the words that God gave me today to encourage you, and I know there's a lot of violence happening around you. I was encouraged by the story of Elisha, who was standing surrounded by the Syrian army and his, his servant was petrified. And Elisha, I, I mean, this is just me. Elisha's probably sitting over there having a cup of tea. His servant's going, boss, things aren't looking good. And he says, Lord, open his eyes that he can see. And his eyes are open and he just sees an army of angels around him. And I've heard of stories of a lion storming down. They do a mock charge. And I've heard of stories where the dust and the pebbles are onto the shoes. They say, just don't turn around. You face that lion. If you turn around and run, you're dead. If you don't, the lion does a mock charge and it stops in front of you. And the Bible says the devil is like a roaring lion. And I want to encourage you, don't do this in your own strength. Ask God for wisdom. Ask God to show you the angels that are around you. Psalm 91 verse 11 says he sets his angels charge over you. God says, I will, I will put my angels around you. If you want to do this in your own strength, so be it. He's a gentleman. He's not going to force himself on you. But God's got a new way and a different way. And I believe in these times today that God wants to reveal to the world what the true church is about, that we start functioning in power. The word dunamis, which is the word that's used um, in, in this denying its power. It's the same word that dynamite comes from. Now, dynamite in the wrong hands can be pretty destructive. Ask most of our Indian friends during Diwali who decide to hold a cracker in their hands. But in the right hands, it can be a controlled explosion at the right place with the right impact. And I want to tell you, God's power lies within you. If you've given your life to Jesus, God's power lies within you. But God's waiting to do something new, something fresh in the, in the world and through the church today. In Acts chapter 1 verse 8, and this is coming out of the Amplified Bible, it says, but you shall receive power, and that word is dunamis, which is the ability, efficiency, and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth, the very bounds of the earth. You see, we want to do things for God, but we do it in our own strength, and we wonder why we're always tired. Why is this so much hard work? Well, it's because we're not doing it in His strength. We're not relying on him. We're saying, Lord, what do you want me to do? Show me what I must do. And the enemy comes like a roaring lion and we back down because it is real. It appears real. There was a story of a lady who at a crusade 
went forward for healing. She had a big goiter on her neck here. And um, the evangelist prayed for her. And she walked off. A year later, he's back in town and she comes up with this big goiter on her neck and she says, thank you so much for praying for me last year. I'm healed. Isn't it amazing how God healed? And he looks at her and he's like, okay. A year later, he's back in town and she comes again. This is a true story. She comes again and she says, You know, God is so faithful. He just keeps on healing. And at this point, the evangelist thought, let me help this lady because she's obviously not seeing the facts. And he says to her, man, I don't mean to be nasty, but it hasn't gone. I thank you for saying that I prayed for you and that Jesus healed you, but it, it, it hasn't gone. It's still there. And she turned around, and while she's walking down the aisle, she says, Lord Jesus, I know you healed me. But just to show these people, don't you want to take this away from me? And in an instant, it began to shrivel up. You see, we look at the natural. We look at what, what is, what's portrayed, and we deny what God says in his word. And I want to tell you that God's word is true. What the world shows us is false. And we need to stick to God's word because otherwise we're going to get swayed what the media tells us by what people tell us. And we've got to say, Lord, what does your word say? What is your word? In Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, it says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or conceive by the power, the dunamis, which is at work amongst us. The Holy Spirit is at work amongst us. That word immeasurable. This, this building is measurable. This plot of land you are is huge, but it is measurable. The things of God are immeasurable. They are beyond our capability and our capacity to comprehend. And God says, my stuff is immeasurable. Measurable. The moment you try to measure it, you're going to fail. You're not going to be able to un understand the things of God. That's why you can stand over here and say, first time I'm doing this, I'm going out, but who wants prayer? Who wants to be healed? You see, it's not about her. It's not about her bringing the healing. It's about the Holy Spirit working, saying, you know what? You step forward in faith, I'll do the rest. The dunamis has already been given. But it is only beneficial when it is working. It doesn't help having this power and going, look what I got. It didn't help me having the secret compartment under my chair and never using it. I could have enjoyed my dive so much more, being in the water, knowing that it's sorted out. In Luke chapter 1, verse 35, The angel replied, the Holy Spirit shall come upon you and the power, the dunamis of God shall overshadow you so that the baby born to you will be utterly holy, the Son of God. The Holy Spirit brings with him the dunamis power of God and the dunamis power of God cannot come outside of the Holy Spirit. They go hand in glove. 
my daughter got one of these old leather gloves. Who's got one of those? Has anyone, anyone got one of those old leather gloves? They are stunning. I love to hold her hand. It's like, it feels so silky. Anyway, it's weird. But anyway, it's like when she puts it on, there's no gaps in between her fingers. There's no gaps over here. The gloves I wear at the moment, only because we love to catch crayfish, and um, unfortunately they do put a bit more fight on than what we would like. But eventually the gloves wear out. So I've got these pair, a pair of gloves that are too big for me. And I can't function with them. I try to tie a knot with those gloves. And you just can't try it one day. Try to tie a knot with gloves when they don't fit properly. But the power of God, the dunamis power of God cannot come outside of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit isn't there without his power. So if you want things to happen, surrender, invite the Holy Spirit into your life. The Bible says that the disciples were continually baptized in the Holy Spirit. If you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, that's great. But you need to be continually baptized, continually refreshed. In Romans 1, Verse 4 to 5 speaks about Jesus. It says, Was declared to be the Son of God in the power, according to the Spirit of holiness, by his resurrection from the dead. Jesus, our Lord, through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among all the nations. You want to be powerful amongst the nations? Don't do it outside of the Holy Spirit. When um, Kath and I, well, when God told me that we're going to be moving to Umkamas, I went to my wife and I was like, hey, Kath, I really feel God's going to, telling us to move to Umkamas. I've got scripture and it's just the way God opened that scripture up to me. And she said, anywhere but Umkamas. Her exact words. I said, Lord, she's all yours. My hands are off. You see, I could have pressed buttons and said, no, I know this is of God. And I could have forced the issue. But I didn't. And I allowed the Holy Spirit to speak to my wife. So that by the time we moved to Umkamas, she wasn't just all right with it. She was excited about it. And if you're married and God is telling you something and your wife or your husband is not in agreement with you, trust God to open up a way. He will. He doesn't want you to go into anything without your spouse's go ahead. So always trust him to do that. You see, there's so many Christians who are frustrated today. The way in which I see us trying to do life is with a, so again, I'm from the coast, but uh, appreciate this, that at the end of a fishing line, you tie a sinker. All right. So, Alistair, what is the sole purpose of that sinker? Say it loud. I can't hear you. Keep your line straight. And also to cast far. I think as Christians, some of us are trying to cast a line without a sinker, and there's a heavy wind. And the line is not going anywhere, and we're frustrated. 
Why? Because we're not trusting the Holy Spirit. We're not inviting the Holy Spirit to help us. In Matthew chapter 13, verse 53, it speaks about the mighty works. It mentions it three times. And um, it says, and they said, where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous powers? Jesus did things under the power of the Holy Spirit. Why are we trying to do things outside of the Holy Spirit? There are some of you sitting over here who say, Connie, I don't know scripture enough. I don't know my Bible well enough to do what you're telling me to do. You are denying the power of God in your life. Some of you say that I have forgotten stuff. I'm too old. I'm too young. The Holy Spirit wants to break out in your life like never before. Because you will meet people that I will never meet. You can't say, Chris needs to be the person to speak to these people. You see, the Holy Spirit in us is all that that person needs. When you stand before people, don't try and do things in your own strength. We've got clever ideas and smart plans. But when we say, Holy Spirit, I need your help. We step back and he steps in and he begins to do things in a way that we would never imagine possible. It's not about us. It's not about me. It's not about my upbringing. It's about what we allow God to do in and through us. His power is gentle. His power is strong. How can something be gentle and strong at the same time? (laughs) When you meet the Holy Spirit, you'll know. There's just something about him. Prophet hides in a cliff. He hears thunder roaring. He feels the earth shaking. He hears a mighty wind coming past. And then he hears a little whisper. And as he hears that whisper, he steps out and God speaks to him. God doesn't have to show his power to this world for them to know that he's real. That's how the devil works. The devil works in an array of power and might. I heard a story of a farmer in Zimbabwe. Guys came to to take his land. And um, family wanted to put up a fight. He says, don't. He loved his land. He'd grown up there. The crops that were beginning to to bloom, I don't know if crops bloom, but the crops that were beginning to, to bear fruit, he planted and these men came along and, and he said, guys, we, we, we're not going to fight. And he called the leader. He says, would you mind just coming for a drive with me? I want to show you my farm and just let you know what I've been doing so that when you guys take over, you'll be able to, to look after this farm. 
and he drove around the farm with the leader of this gang that would come to take, take it over. And he got home, and he said, I want to pray with you guys as my family packs the stuff. This leader said, there'll be no packing. He said, you love your farm. He says, you keep your farm. See, we want to fight for things that are not worth fighting for. But God is saying, I want to do something fresh in this community. And he needs you. He needs you. You're the only Jesus this world will ever see. But if you go there in your own ideas and your own strength, you might gain a few friends, but you're not going to gain the world. The Holy Spirit wants to change your life.